Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, big man on campus. This surprises me, Jordan, because it's been some time. I presumed it had been some time since you had been a student. Wrong. Oh, now, do you mean that... Dead wrong. Okay. Do you, are you talking about your love of lifelong learning? I am. Wow. Tell me more about this. This is going to factor in. Jesse, I'm doing it. Call Rodney Dangerfield because I'm going back to school. Wow. I'll get Rodney on the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. And you know, while we're at it, R.I.P. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Is he in that movie? I think so. Probably. Yeah, I think so. A young Robert Downey Jr. also in that. Okay, there you Places go. Places like goth friend. RIP to him. Yes, sure. <laughs> well, RIP to Tony Stark anyway. Yeah, he, he died and came back to life several times. <laughs> I'm pretty confident Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. has probably been like revived by paramedics. <laughs> What's your over under a number of times Robert Downey Jr. has flatlined? Has legally died. <laughs> <laughs> I would say three in the 80s. Okay. And right. then maybe once more since then. Got it. <laughs> no, Jesse, I am, I'm following up on my, on my New Year's resolution from 2021, which was to, in 2022, write some prose. It's something I have not done in a, lo- in a while. I like to read prose, certainly, and it's, uh, it's intimidating to me. And you know what? If it scares you... It means it's a good idea. That's why I watched The Babadook. Uh-huh. And, and that's why <laughs> I signed up for a short story writing class at Pasadena City College. <gasps> Go Lancers. So I did not write any prose in 2022 like my New Year's resolution said I was going to do. But I did recover my high school AP scores to sign up for a class at Pasadena City College. Go Lancers. And I'm three sessions into my short story writing class. Now, this is an extraordinary turn of events. Not just that you're... I know. I know. I'm agog. Who needs prestige TV? <laughs> Not just that you're learning about writing prose. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I will admit that when you said you were working on writing prose, I immediately imagined you writing a letter to the Helpful hardware pros at Ace. <laughs> no, it's a letter to Game Pro. <laughs> <laughs> I had some issues with their Fun Factor score for Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> I feel they rated the Fun Factor too low. But I think even more than that, even more remarkable than your extraordinary commitment right. to your love of lifelong learning, it's that it's taking place right there at Pasadena City College. Go Lancers. I mean... When you think about Pasadena City College, Mm -hmm. you think about three things. Number one, you think about Jackie Robinson, who maybe went to college there. I can't remember. I think he did. Yeah. Number two, you think about the Pasadena City College flea market. Mm -hmm. One of the region's best flea markets. Yeah. Not as good as the Rose Bowl one, or I don't know. You're the you're the expert. I like I it say better. I like it better. The vibes are better. Really, better, better vibes. vibes. Yeah, okay. much better vibes. You don't have to deal with a bunch of uh, streetwear doofuses bumping into you at eleven forty-five. Okay. 
And number three, of course, short fiction. Right. Those are the three things that you think about when you think Pasadena City College. I think someone from Van Halen went there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Was it Joyce Carol Oates? It was Joyce Carol Oates. (laughs) She replaced Sammy Hagar. (laughs) So David Lee Roth, Sammy Hagar, Joyce Carol Oates. Should we introduce our guest on the program? And we'll, I want to get more into yeah, this. Yeah, no, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, let's this do This lifelong it. learning. Our guest on the program, beloved stand-up comic from here in Los Angeles. Joining us from a rental apartment in New York City, Steve Hernandez. Hi, Steve. I mean, you don't have to call it a rental apartment. Okay, did you purchase it? I just think it sounds <laughs> skeezier when you say a rental apartment. <laughs> You're in the city for for a weekend of shows. You bought the apartment. You plan to sell it afterwards. I used a very popular app called Airbnb. Okay. I haven't heard of it, but... That's how people like to refer to these things, an Airbnb. I only use Verbo. You know, I lost Pasadena in my divorce, in my last marriage. Oh. Yeah, I lived lived in Pasadena. Okay. And I remember one... I think one of the times when we knew that the marriage was going to collapse, right by PCC, there's this frozen ice cream place. I don't know if it's still there. And I remember looking Steve, into my- I'm sorry, Steve. I'm just going to interject here. <laughs> yeah. Are you telling me that in Pasadena, there's a place where you can get ice cream frozen? <laughs> and then the toppings by the pound. Okay. Wow. And I remember one of the last times when the marriage was falling apart, looking into my ex-wife's beautiful eyes and, you know, we were so sad holding these heavy cartons of frozen yogurt and- I knew if we were that sad with the yogurt, we weren't going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> when you reach yogurt sad. Right. I have one squirt of yogurt and two pounds of gummy worms. <laughs> we were too young, guys. We were too yeah. young. <laughs> yeah. So you in the divorce, being yeah. the you know amicable guy that you are. Yes. You seated past, it's like from where to where are we talking? Not to get too granular about no, no, LA geography. But. Old town and probably till about that. I, I know so I could sometimes I could hang out at, off of Rosemead. And that's really <laughs> the outer limits. That's really the outer limits of Pasadena. A lot of people don't know that. But right. that she she never goes over there. There's a Mongolian beef place. I still kind of hang out there by myself. But she, I won't run into her there. But this woman is very involved in the junior league still. And okay. uh, yeah, you guys are not going to believe this. But we had... A split, we had like, not a, what do you, you know, like a, when they split a thing, I forget what they're called, but what the only one in all of bungalow heaven, for your listeners that aren't familiar, bungalow heaven's a, a beautiful little neighborhood. It's classic. They do like tours once a year. So we left that. It's right by the sandwich place where you get the pink sandwiches all wrapped up in the pink thing, you know? Oh yeah. Sure. Roma marketplace. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's right there. The sandwich. We, uh, yeah. I don't want to say what street, but, um. Uh, I have an old Christian friend. I used to be a youth pastor. I don't know if you guys knew that. Who no. a few, <laughs> Yes. Lived a few doors down, still lives there. That's going to come in, into play. Then we lived a few doors down. And then recently, my current in-laws moved down four doors down for my ex-wife. Oh, boy. This wow. is incredible. I mean, yeah. that means that anytime you go to visit your current in-laws, the house arrest anklet or whatever it is goes off. <laughs> Wistfully. I look at the old place wistfully. But wistfully. Every time. I'm I'm trying to make some lemonade here. I don't know how your relationship with your in-laws is, but maybe they can get you that sandwich from the Roma market, throw it in the freezer, so you can 
get it again. I guess I'm just thinking about the sandwich and your access to the sandwich, which is very good. We we regularly have these sandwiches and they go pick them up. My in-laws, I mean, this That's is great. a hell of, hell of a white family, you guys. Hell of a white family. <laughs> and uh, they're very in shape, very healthy whites. My, my <laughs> wife's uh, mom is a psychiatrist. Her dad's in finance, you know, mm. so yeah, I've said enough. <laughs> He's a loan shark. Yeah, these are the kind of people that like go for a, a walk after dinner. This is what I, yeah, this is the kind of white okay. I'm talking about here. Okay. You're talking about the members of the evening constitutional community. Yeah, nice people, and like even my mother-in-law uh, will like give me her half. Like I'll have one sandwich. They don't ever want to buy me two. I think because you know, presume your your audience doesn't know this, but I'm morbidly obese, and they don't ever want to like slam the two. But she gives me her half, so I'm always slamming one and a half of those sandwiches. Very grateful for that. I could slam one and a half of those bad boys. I could slam one and a half easy. Exactly. Steve, given that you don't have the access you'd like to have to Roma Delicatessen and its famous pile of sandwiches wrapped in pink butcher paper. Yeah. Do you ever go down to the Mongolian beef place and meet up with the stooped Italian man the elderly stooped Italian man who makes the sandwiches at the delicatessen and stands outside sorting the fruit combination newsies, incidental character style and weirdly threatening. Pissed that that he's still making these sandwiches. This man Pissed. is 84 years old yeah. making this sandwich, this famous sandwich. <laughs> And he's legit pissed every time you walk past him. He just pulls up a chair in the front. If you know, I don't know if you think we're making this up. I know, you know, Jordan and I were talking off air. He was talking about how much he missed UCB as UCB days. He called them his glory days. Those, yeah, that's when I was hot shit. When I was doing six p.m. improv shows for four people. Yeah, and that was that was before the sunset. You know, that was just, you know, when they were getting oh, the yeah, rent. Oh, yeah, that was back when uh, the only UCB was on Franklin, am I right? And Largo was on <laughs> Fairfax. <laughs> a church. Oh, Franklin I'll is still this. a church, yes. I'll say this, guys, for the Italian delicatessen where the old man stands threateningly outside. Mm-hmm. It only has a very small ingress. The ingress and egress is very narrow. It's a narrow delicatessen. <laughs> and the man does stand there and sort of stare daggers at you right next door is a type of business that is one of those kinds of businesses i have always fantasized about patronizing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that is one of those stores that sells fish and will fry it for you on the spot like it's like a store that is a fishmonger primarily but they will also dump it in some boiling oil for you. And here's the catch. I do not like eating fish. I do not like fish. That's why I've never patronized one of these. But the idea is thrilling to me. (laughs) Do you think you could just take him some frozen jalapeno poppers? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, and just say, fry these up in the fish oil for me. I would be, you know, sometimes like the, if you're in England, the chippy, where you get the fish and chips, sometimes they'll have chicken as well. Okay. If there was chicken, if there was calamari at the fry your fish place, like you could choose your own calamari and they'd fry. This is the same, the same thing as longtime listeners know my passion for tip top meats in Carlsbad, California, a German deli where you point to a piece of meat in the meat case, they make it into schnitzel for you. 
but this is the same feeling. I have this urge that I love the idea of there being raw flesh, me pointing at it, and, and someone fried. preparing it before my eyes. <laughs> you don't like any fish? We can't find a like nice compromise for you? I don't really fuck with fish. That's the thing. I just don't enjoy it. There's some that I dislike less than others. You know, I'll eat some fish and chips if I need to, but I don't really like it. I, I like all the many of the other creatures of the sea. But fishes uh, taste gross to me. And that's just, it's just part of my life. I've just come to accept it. My wife doesn't like fish, so it's fine. It's not a problem. All right, good. I was, I was picturing that she brought fish, like cooked it for the family, and you push it away in front of her. No, like, oh, <laughs> my yeah. wife doesn't cook. <laughs> Mine either, and thank God. I mean, we don't really have anything left to offer these women. Uh, so, so, I, so I do all the cooking. I mean, they could just leave at any time now. Yeah. What are your signature dishes when you're doing the the cooking for your household? Oh, we're not. You know, your listeners might think I'm joking, but I'm morbidly obese, and so I'm always worried about my blood pressure. And so we're eating the same things. We're eating like kind of beans and rice bowls and with a lot of vegetables, salads, chopped up. We eat a lot of eggs. If we're feeling naughty, I'll grill a couple of sourdough pieces of bread, maybe for, with uh, the side of the eggs. Now, my wife doesn't deal with this stuff at all. She's beautiful, 10 years younger than me. She's white. She doesn't have these Latino blood pressure problems that I have. But she's a trooper. She goes along with it. Yeah, I mean, that's the dream, right? To have somebody cook you some eggs and grill some sourdough for you. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's not pointing to a piece of raw fish and having them <laughs> dump it in a deep fryer, but... She points to the eggs sometimes. Yeah. Let her <laughs> point. Hungry. Let yeah. her point. <laughs> Let the woman point. She works hard. We should mention the chopped salads and everything. Those do go straight into the deep fryer, right? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys talked on the show yet about the egg prices? Egg prices have gotten out of control. We have not yeah. talked about this on the program. We mainly talk about Wario, Mario's enemy, <laughs> you know, evil Mario. I'm sure the egg prices are upsetting him, too. Yeah, I mean, what is what is Wario talking about right now? Eggs. <laughs> sure. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'm luckily I'm at the place right now, you know, every time the, the till's running low, I, I'll get a Jack in the Box commercial, something like that. I don't have to think about that that much, but they're running out of the eggs, too. So you'll go to the store at 7.30 p.m., no eggs. Yeah. The egg supply chain from the grocery store to the cloaca is badly clogged. Now, I don't really know how egg production works, but we got to get these chickens hornier. <laughs> That's right? a really good point, Jordan. The hornier the chickens, <laughs> this is something that <laughs> the more eggs they produce. President Biden has announced a commission on. Have, have we figured out if do you think chickens get horny? Yeah, I think so. That's a great question, Steve. No, yeah. the rooster the rooster gets horny. Yeah. But chickens? Mm, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, they're more turned on by, you know, emotional connection. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is the rooster bringing home the grubs? That's what my question is. Right. Wait, so we we ran past something that I yeah. think we should dig into. It's something. How? What could be more important than whether hens <laughs> get do horny? chickens get horny? <laughs> and does it mean they make more eggs when they are horny? President <laughs> Biden's commission on <laughs> hen horniness. Chicken porn. What would it be? <laughs> 
If we were on that UCB stage, Jordan would be running across the front of the stage right now. <laughs> I'd be wiping. Oh I'm, 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 I'm sweep editing. Danielle Schneider taught me to sweep edit. Okay, so Jordan. Yes. Steve, I was fascinated to hear you casually mention that you used to be a youth pastor. Oh, now, thank you. I yes. saw your act the other night at the yeah. Better Half comedy show. Great comedy show here in L.A. I was rolling. I was I was hurting myself. I was laughing so hard. At it your takes act. a lot, Steve, to make Jordan raffle. Right. I was raffling. <laughs> From time to time, when he sees a great comic, you'll see Jordan out there in the in the audience raffling. Raffling. I was. I was. Hand to God. Your act is what I would. It was saucy. It yeah. was uh, blue. Mm-hmm. Not something I would have expected from a former youth pastor. Well, yeah, I stopped youth pastoring about 20 years ago. I used to be a youth pastor in a mega church, a place called Faith Community Church in West Covina that recently sold their property to Amazon for $50 million. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a different kind of fulfillment center. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Thank You're you. You're welcome. These are bad people, folks. Yeah. <laughs> I promise you that was said at one of the sermons before they left that property. I promise you. Right. Now, Steve, something that we've spent a lot of time discussing on the program is all ages Christian partying and all ages Christian party venues. Our friend Blair Erskine famously spent a lot of time as a teen at a hangout in her native Georgia called J.C. Pineapples. The JC stood for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, pineapples. <laughs> well, get this. We're going to say this, too, but I used to, when I was in middle school, I was in a singing and dancing troupe, a Christian troupe called The Sunshine Company. And, Whoa. Um, but get this. Right before we left, right before, it was collapsing, I think, and they're like, we got to do a name change. They brought it. They had a big meeting. They changed it to JC Power & Co. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Steve, are you familiar with... Okay, so... Dude, okay, get this. Hold on. Not to get away from the Sunshine Company, but it was led by these three women... And, uh, you know, you're a Christian. You, when you hear about abortion stuff, you think, oh, no, I can't be murdering these kids, you know? And so they, the woman drew... I, I don't want to say her whole name, but she wrote a, a song, and she would take the Sunshine Company to anti-abortion rallies all around SoCal. Oh, dear. And we would sing this song. It's called Mommy, Please Don't Throw Me Away. Ah! Wow. <laughs> and you were in middle, you were a middle schooler? And it was a bop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't always agree with the message, but the, the beat jammed. Yeah. <laughs> the shit went hard. I, I used to, to kind of say a joke about it in my act, but it just upset too many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very upsetting. I, I, so I grew up you know, going to a Southern California church that had a youth group and we had a cool youth pastor, you know, what denomination, a Baptist. Oh, okay. Go on. So I'm familiar with, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of picturing a version of what you did. I want to know what your youth pastor move was like, did you sit backwards on the chair? Did you, you know, compare Bible stories to, you know, popular culture? I knew a guy who had a pretty big posse. 12 he had 12 deep he rolled is that was that your move no i mean i had several moves but i was pretty i was pretty much the same kind of person i would tell stories and bible stories like that and then 
I just at the end, I, I'd say like, do you guys ever get lonely? You know, and then I would like sneak in on them that way. But one of my great moves that I would use is... Wait, when you say sneak in on them, you mean like move in with them and their parents because they're too lonely? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I could live in your spare room. <laughs> you know, we... I don't have anywhere to live and you need a friend. <laughs> this could work. We would have so all these paperback Bibles around because when people would give their life to Christ, hundreds each week in the main service, we would give them a paperback Bible. But I would take one of those... And, you know, I'd like get up there and I like quietly, I'd look at the uh, the kids and I'd like rip a page out of the Bible and like throw it and like just keep looking at them, you know, and they're like, what the hell is going on with Pastor Steve? And then I'd rip another page and throw it out and then I'd, it'd be quiet and I'd look at them and say, I know you guys think I'm crazy for ripping out of all these pages of the Bible like this, but uh, it's pretty much what you guys do every day when you pick and choose what laws you're going to come turn to accept all the time. <laughs> they would just start gnashing yeah. their gnashing their teeth and ripping their clothes. Wow! It's like yeah, you might think I'm crazy. Yeah, ripping out pages of the Bible like this. Yeah, but I have more Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> this one doesn't count that much because yeah. it's a paperback. <laughs> this is actually a Hardy Boys book. <laughs> I was lying to you. A lot of people will give you free Bibles, so it's not an issue. It's on the internet for free too. Has anyone from your like past life as a youth pastor like seen your comedy, or do they know that you do secular stand-up comedy now? Oh yeah, I mean this is this church is big and I'm from West Covina. This church was in West Covina. I bartend at the Chatterbox in Covina still three nights a week. I live in Hollywood. I commute home. Wow. To you know to this bar. So I everybody sees everybody still. This is another piece of Christian culture. Mm -hmm. So uh, Jordan, as you mentioned, from Orange County, which is one of the epicenters of megachurch culture, and you know he was both culturally and physically proximate, adjacent to contemporary megachurch culture, right? Occasionally went to a megachurch as well. And, you know, he knew from a backwards chair youth pastor. I'm from San Francisco. I went to and worked at a church that had a painting of Malcolm X. So, What church was that? St. Gregory of Nyssa. Okay. In Potrero Hill. Lovely place. Lovely people. I was grateful to have the job. So I'm a little less familiar with this, but one of the things that I have learned a lot about from our listeners, and I think also, again, from, from Blair, is a pair of strong men who would perform shows where they ripped phone books in half for Jesus. Power team. <laughs> yeah, there you yes. go. Everyone knows about the power team. They came to my church when I was little. Wow. <laughs> did, yeah. they, did they rip anything in half? Yeah, they did the whole thing. You rip Bibles in half. They bend like pieces of steel. Or not Bibles, uh, phone books. Phone book. They chop ice, headbutt ice. Yeah, they did the whole thing and it was incredible. So the message was, I've like seen this on like, you know, via YouTube. I never saw this IRL. Is the message that like they, that the reason they can do this is Christ? Does Christ help them to destroy the phone book? Dude, John Jacobs. It's John Jacobs and the Pirate Team. <laughs> he would be like the MC, basically, and he'd like call the guy over, and the guys would give little testimonies. They used to do drugs and all that stuff, but now it's. But so the guys would be doing things, and it'd always take him like two or three tries to do the thing. And John Jacobs would be screaming, "Help him! Help!" 
and you had to like keep cheering like louder and louder for him. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty cool. You know, Christians all they care about is truly trying to be cool. So they're just they, you know, to a lot of people that they thought this was cool. I mean, it's not not cool. I mean, in the same way that look, I think the equivalent in the culture in which I was raised is the guardian angels, a bunch of dudes <laughs> who rode the bus wearing berets to protect me from gang members. But that was cool. Yes, that was also, but so is if Steve, yeah. <laughs> if I could tear a phone book in half or bend steel, I would do it on behalf of whatever deity was necessary and I would think it was fucking awesome. Is there a secular version of that we can go watch? <laughs> or just, you know, one that has like a general spiritual message? Like like at the Magic Castle or something? Yeah. <laughs> Tear a phone book in half for community or... You Is know, it the Waterworld stunt show? Incredible. Still, see it every time. Maybe you're right. <laughs> Maybe the, the secular power team is the Waterworld stunt show at Universal Studios Hollywood ride the movies yeah that seems right it's amazing that that still goes on I know that's like a cold take about the Universal Studios Waterworld stunt show but oh yeah I, they just keep doing it they just keep doing it they're not going to stop do they write new gags for it like is there topical stuff in there like the Elvira Halloween show <laughs> no. so they do a they do a version of it Every year for the Halloween haunt, and they change the name to Slaughter World. Okay. And that will have some randy jokes, and that will have some like topical jokes. And by topical, I mean probably two years old. I think they, mm -hmm. you know, maybe they would say Damn Daniel a year after <laughs> right. Damn Daniel was a thing. It's not just, in my mind, it's all Kevin Costner jokes. Like it's all Yosemite gags. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's the only time that they that they flip the script. I, I think the closest thing to a topical joke in it currently, and I actually saw it fairly recently. Our buddy uh, Stuart Wellington came to town. We did a did a trip to Universal, watched uh, Waterworld Stunt Show, had a great time. I think the closest thing to a topical joke is, I think the guy who plays the villain of the piece is uh the the deacon the deacon and i think it's the same guy who's been playing the deacon you know for the whole run of the show and this is like his thing this is his kingdom and you know the rest of the cast changes out but the deacon is always the same can i ask jordan yeah if this isn't this isn't a christian show no if the villain is the deacon is this some sort of satanist program oh maybe it is maybe it is a kind of a humanist cautionary tale against religion run amok you could be right yeah. could religion be right. runs amok soon you will drink your own urine <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what happens in water world <laughs> blessed are the piss drinkers <laughs> <laughs> for they will chug that nasty yellow <laughs> Glug, glug, indeed. Glug, glug, they said. Let the congregation repeat it. Glug, glug. <laughs> so the deacon is the villain. And I think, gosh, I remember going to see Waterworld, the movie, when it came out. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of trying to remember parts of the movie. I think that the villain character played by Dennis Hopper, 
he both smokes and plays golf. I think he's supposed to stand in for kind of like a rich asshole. I think he's like the rich asshole of the future. So I think the the deacon in the stunt show comes out and like hits a golf ball into the water and he says I'm Tiger Woods. <laughs> That's not like, let's see Tiger Woods hit one like that. He just says, I'm Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean, that's a little something called transubstantiation, Jordan. It kills. It kills every time. There is an applause break every time I've seen it. He has The jet skis have to wait to jump over the wall because people are too busy laughing at him saying, I'm Tiger Woods after hitting a golf ball. Jordan, the difference between the sects watching the Waterworld show right. is between those who believe that the Deacon transforms literally mm. into Tiger Woods and those who believe it is a metaphor. Right. <laughs> it's complicated. Metaphorical transformation. You guys want to uh, take a minute to undergo a metaphorical transformation and then come back for some more i gotta i gotta let go some of that hot yellow (laughs) (laughs) gotta go make a little yellow it's jordan jesse go i'm jesse thorne america's radio sweetheart jordan morris boy detective we're coming to san francisco sketch fest that's going to be february 5th at the beautiful gateway theater kevin mcdonald mary roach jaleesa robinson la doña that's your lineup folks an all-star lineup we got a kid in the hall we have a best-selling author we have a beloved local stand-up comic we have a local music celebrity that's the lineup you want, Jordan. SFSketchFest.com. We're going to be playing some of our favorite games that we play on the show from time to time. It's going to be a content-packed Jordan Jesse Go experience. We always have such a blast at SF Sketch Fest. We hope to see y'all there Sunday, February 5th. On Ladonia's record, there's a song where she raps called Lelo Lai that I, I really love. Mm-hmm. And the rap verse is about her going to Puerto Rico and hooking up with this dude. Mm-hmm. And they get drunk and he falls in love with her and asks her to marry him. And she goes, I'm here for vacation. I'm here for a week. I'm never getting married. The fuck did you think? And I just think Ladonia's <laughs> really cool. Beautiful. She's a cool lady. SFSketchFest.com. Grab those tickets. You know, Jordan, how everybody is always saying they want to see us perform, but they can't because... We don't come to where they live. Everyone's constantly saying that all the time. First of all, I apologize for not, we can only come to so many places, but I do want to say me and Hodgman, Judge John Hodgman, we are going to be live streaming a show from SF Sketchfest. We're playing this theater. SF Sketchfest has a whole live streaming setup, you know, for all of the, you know, like big fancy, they bring in this huge crew and all this stuff. So you can get tickets to that show. It is February 4th. It is at 7.30 Pacific time, but also you get a 48-hour viewing window. So if you can't make it to San Francisco for Sketchfest to see Judge John Hodgman and Jordan Jesse go, you can travel the tubes of the internet to see at least the Judge John Hodgman show live and streaming. It's a big blowout show, live cases on stage. I sing in the show. Hodgman sings in the show. We got all kinds of stuff in there. It's a great time. So 
stream that shit. Go to sfsketchfest.com. You can get your tickets there or moment.co also on the Maximum Fun Events page. It is going to be a great time. It's the first time we've ever done this. So go show Sketchfest that this is a good idea. Maybe next year we'll get to do Jordan Jesse Go there streaming too. So yeah, sfsketchfest.com. We are, of course, always supported by the members of Maximum Fun. Not that long until the Max Fun Drive. I'm starting to see it come over the ridge. I hope that if you're already a member, you'll think about upgrading. If you are not yet a member, you'll think about joining. We have something very special, a special treasure mm-hmm. to give you yes. in the Max Fun Drive. We're excited about it. We've been working on it for a while. Jordan's having a son. I'm ha- I will have a son live on Twitch for the Max Fun Drive. <laughs> You've been working on it. I've been working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, no, this is really cool. This is some really cool bonus stuff that... Don't don't just, say anymore. It's something I'm not gonna, special. Oh, I just gonna. It's a it's a bonus thing for people who donate. It's something special. It's something special. Maximumfund.org/slash/join. We're also supported this week by the folks over there at Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is a website service where you go and take a fun quiz. They figure out exactly what size you are. They figure out what your taste in clothing is. It's one of these. I like this. I don't like that. I like this. I don't like that. And then. A human being uses the power of computers to pick out clothes that they think you'll like. And you either get a box in the mail, you can return anything you want super easy, or they make a little store for you. It's really fun. It's really easy. And all of the stuff is pretty great. If you ask me, I love doing Stitch Fix. Got a box from Stitch Fix on the way. I cannot wait to see what my personal stylist picked out for me this time. Jordan, I know there are people in our audience who love cozy clothes. Mm-hmm. My son Oscar loves cozy clothes. I got him a box from Stitch Fix and I told them he only wants cozy stuff. Got a lot of sensory issues. He didn't get it from me. As you know, Jordan, I exclusively wear hair shirts. <laughs> but my son Oscar likes soft, cozy stuff. They sent some of the softest, coziest stuff I've ever seen. So whatever your taste is, whatever your needs are, if your body is an unusual shape and it's always a hassle trying to find clothes that fit you, if you only like stuff that's blue, whatever it is, they're going to source it and send it to you. Right now, Stitch Fix is offering our listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com slash jjgo. That's stitchfix.com slash jjgo for $20 off today. Stitchfix.com slash jjgo. We're also supported by Lumi Labs, the microdose folks. Yeah, Lumi Labs, they make these microdose gummies that deliver the perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. I love these things. They're great to unwind with at the end of the day. They taste great. Again, it's an entry-level dose of THC, so it's not like other edible experiences where you might be zonked out of your gourd unexpectedly. Nobody's nobody's getting zonked. Can I make a recommendation, Jordan? You can. Eat one of these every 45 minutes and clean your apartment. <laughs> it's gonna get, is that happening in the future or is that happened in the past, that, that reference? Hard to say. Is it happening in this episode? <laughs> Put together the puzzle. <laughs> it's like your own little glass onion. <laughs> Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use code JJGO to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links are in the show description, but 
Again, that's MikeRadose.com, code JJGo. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Steve Hernandez, uh, La Massa. Oh. Steve La Massa Hernandez. How about that? Tell us about the origins of this nickname, Steve. Making tortillas over there? You would think it was that. <laughs> I'd explain a lot of this a lot, but I used to have a pretty big Christian hip-hop group called Get Down Voltron. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is a rich vein we've found. Yeah, I mean, you guys, I'm also, you know, we haven't even gotten started. You know, I'm, a, I'm polyamorous. I'm queer. I'm a bartender in a small Latino town. We're we're going there, guys. This is extraordinary, Steve. <laughs> Why have we talked at all on this podcast? We should, we should have just turned on Steve's mic and let him go. Why have we talked at all in this podcast? Now, I don't mean this yeah. episode of this podcast. Right. Why didn't we just turn on the microphone 15 years ago and let Steve mine these veins from uh, toppings, rich Pasadena sandwiches, polyamory healthy whites <laughs> 15 years ago i was i was slanging country fried steaks at the monrovia claim jumper wow he worked yeah. at claim jumper jordan <laughs> and, and i learned this before we started also tgi fridays oh yeah Jesus. tgi fridays west covina six years then one year at the claim jumper and then i've been at the chatterbox in covina for 15 years What's the better gig, TGI Fridays or Claim Jumper? I mean, TGI Fridays, I, it was so, I mean, what a crew. Yeah. If you're in the West Covina area, people still talk about it. I mean, we got we got guys. <laughs> the head bartender at Northwoods Inn yes. was, you know, just a server on the floor. I mm. mean, the, the head bartender at Buffalo Wild Wings, West Covina, on the floor. Wow. Guys like wow. me, you know, on the floor. All these guys and one crew at a lunch shift. I had, you know, I just quit being a youth pastor. I, you know, was drinking so hard. I, I, I worked my shift three different times on ecstasy, <laughs> just sweating, just sweating. What's the best TGI Fridays entree or app when you're on ecstasy? <laughs> you're not that hungry. <laughs> Absolutely not that hungry. You just want to take some deep breaths and <laughs> get a hug. I'm excited about this this sort of like dream team like West Covina squad yeah that the TGI Fridays put together like yeah fucking we got Dominique Wilkins he's on the bench <laughs> people it's so funny because you know we're joking about this haha but uh in Covina you used to throw out some of the names that I'm talking about maybe a Chris Case mm. a Steve Spade uh, wow. a Travis Taylor <laughs> holy moly Trav you got Travis Taylor yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, you know, when he first he came over from the old spaghetti factory at Monrovia, you know, people were talking about him back then for being a hot shot, but even that was 20 years ago, you know what I mean? This is like when you find out that, you know, the Dominican World Baseball Classic team is going to have to push Starling Marte to left to make room for Julio Rodriguez in center. <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> But with more jalapeno poppers. But when you talk about some of these guys being pushed to floor server. Yeah. 
I, I mean, honestly, when I say some of these names too, Sean Sorensen, yeah, right. uh, people Holy still cow. they just cannot believe that that we were a squad like that. And it was a it was like a true golden age for the Eastland Shopping Center. That that there's a Chili's, there's a BJ's, and there's the Fridays. It was incestual, but it was fun. You know, all the whole crews serving the city of West Covina. And then once we're clocking out, you know, we're having our fun. It was great. <laughs> now, in these various restaurant communities. Yeah. I've heard from friends in the restaurant industry that fun is often had. Yeah. How much queer polyamory was going down there in the, in the West Covina Mall? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, I was, I think I was, yes, I was having sex with guys back then, but you couldn't talk about it. This is 2003. This was a different time, folks. It was a different time. Right. It was, it wasn't, you know, I can't just be talking about being queer willy nilly back then, but I would still do it. I'm sure like I'd get drunk and I didn't, I didn't start using the internet till 2007. And that was just to get behind Obama, you know? Right. <laughs> and thanks. And thank you, by the way. Yeah. That worked out great. <laughs> thank you for pushing him over the top. I for real did not. I like found out about Amazon in 2007. I was like, you could buy any book. And everyone was like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was so behind. But uh, you're like, look at these JPEGs of Cindy Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So back back in the day. How I would have sex with guys is you would like call numbers like 900 numbers and you would leave um, voicemail like the whole thing is you listen to voicemails and then you leave a message for like the different guys and you had to pay money to hear your voicemails back. And so that's how I would do it. It seems like that could get a little pricey. Oh, I'm t- I was picking up shifts, Jordan. Picking okay. up shifts. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the. Uh, I was cutting TGI Friday coupons when people paid with cash, using them just to cover these phone bills, bud. Wow. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now that's create. That's a little something called creativity. <laughs> or, or embezzling. <laughs> hey, speaking of voicemails, yeah. once in a while we have a listener call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun, and by once in a while, I mean. Every single episode without fail. And Steve, just so you know, we're really creative and talented guys who come up with a lot of ideas for the show. So all the time we're thinking about content that's refillable, that's always delivers great stuff, great segments for the program. So this is somebody who called in for one of the segments that we thought of, not just somebody that called in because they wanted to say something and then said the name of a segment. That's what it is. Like... As though that was a segment on the show, just to kind of shoehorn it into the program. This is our creativity on display. Go ahead and press play on this, Daniel. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Barbara in San Rafael, two blocks west of Jackson's Hardware. Lucky me. I'm calling in for your long-running segment called Stuff My Elderly Parent Says in the Middle of the Night. Um, recently, my dad moved in with me. He's 88. And it was must have been sometime around Thanksgiving. Um, I went in to check on him around midnight and pull up his blankies. And as I did that, he very clearly said, Turducken, Turducken, Turducken. Love the show and love you guys. Bye. First of all, I just want to say to Barbara and everybody out there in San Rafael and the surrounding communities, shouts the fuck out to Jackson's Hardware. Go holler at my father-in-law, Steve Hosfeld. He'll hook you up with some lumber 
or some fixtures, whatever the fuck you need, Steve will make it happen for you. Go to that counter, say, I'm not buying anything until I talk to Steve Hosfeld. Steve's going to come out there. He's going to help you. One of the nicest men in the world. And he knows his hardware right there in San Rafael, California, 100% employee owned Jackson's hardware. And if Steve has the day off sleep in the parking lot, yeah, sleep in the parking lot till he gets there. Well, No shit. I mean, find out what the fuck Steve's schedule is. Why don't you know what Steve's schedule is? That's my father-in-law, Jordan. These people makes me sick. Have either of you ever had a turducken before? I don't know that I've ever like seen one in the wild. To Do me, they really it is, exist? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't know that. Yeah, or is it just something that like, yeah, people make for like BuzzFeed articles? You know, it was really big in during Obama's second term. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's another thing Trump took from us. Yeah, <laughs> I remember learning about a turducken from the late great John Madden on an NFL football broadcast. He discussed turduckens, and I believe he did some telestrating on the subject. I think he drew <laughs> I think he drew a turducken on the screen using the screen drawing pen, the magical screen drawing pen of the 1990s. I think, you know, we were wondering earlier in the program about what makes chickens horny, and I think it is being stuffed up inside a duck. Hell yeah. I think if you're a chicken... You want to get oh all up God, in them yeah. duck guts. Oh, shit. And you want to be snarfed by John Madden. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> snarfed. I can't get off unless I'm snarfed by Madden. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't blasted since Madden died. No one could snarf me. <laughs> Fucking leave that shit on the 900 number. See what comes in. See what the fishermen bring. <laughs> Have you ever been snarfed on John Madden's bus? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, he won't snarf on a plane. <laughs> Afraid of snarfing while flying. <laughs> oh, rest in peace to him and young Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> 80s Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Do you remember when it was like, I guess it was after... It was after Chaplin when Robert Downey Jr. snarfed too much Madden and he just was wandering around someone's backyard. Right. (laughs) They found him on the bus. (laughs) Legally dead for five minutes. Pat Summerall had to revive him. He knew how to use those paddles, though, so that's good. Steve, interesting that you were talking about being late to the internet. Yeah. I was a little bit late to the internet as well. But I enjoy hearing of, you know, the early days of the internet, and it's something we've been talking about on the show a lot. Uh, Jesse, you were would, you, would it be correct to say that you were kind of early to the internet? You were doing, you were in the when it was the Wild West. Yeah, I was obscenely early to the internet, 1991, 1992, right in there. Oh, I was oh. on the internet pre World Wide Web, thanks to the fancy private middle school at which I was a scholarship student. Yeah. I mean, I sent emails with Pine, baby. I was on Gopher, which was a thing that was like, it was like, if you imagine all the universities in the world connected by, you know, then relatively primitive cabling, digital cabling, every university in the world so that you could download a text file of all the names of all the characters in Star Wars. That was what Gopher was, just one. T- and then if you waited long enough, you could get that bikini JPEG right. of Cindy Crawford. 
I remember some of uh, there were some you know kids at my high school who were early internet kids as well, and they would bring out printouts of just like the text of Jack Handy's Deep Thoughts. Oh God, yeah. Printed out on one of those you know from paper where you had to rip off the sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And text of all of Bart's prank phone calls to Mo. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Yeah. <clears throat> No one really needs the list of characters from Star Wars. I mean, certainly I don't. I'm a medium Star Wars guy, as you know. However, if the internet was still just fucking every deep thought and every prank phone call that Bart ever made, Mm -hmm. it would have officially fulfilled Al Gore's promise, the information super high. Like, we should still be... If that was all the internet was, we should still have had the sort of like Marshall plan to connect every school to the internet with Ethernet and wire every school for Ethernet. Because kids deserve access to every deep thought. That's true. Oh, Mortal Kombat fatalities too. The kids would have the things stapled together and they would bring them to the (laughs) mall with them and like look at them (laughs) as they were playing Mortal Kombat. Love it. What a beautiful dream. We have actually... so. Steve, we've been asking our listeners to email us at jordanjessego at AOL.com, which seems like it's made up, but is a real email address. And I know that I did a bit earlier where I said something was real that wasn't real, but this actually is real. We really did get jordanjessego at AOL.com. What's real? What's a lie? This is like F is for fake. (laughs) Our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bring me the steak au poivre. So we have asked people to email us at jordanjessego at AOL.com with their shameful early internet memories. And here is one of them. They're completely anonymous. Writing to you from my own 24-year-old AOL account. As a kid, I was really into Neopets, as I'm sure many children were in the early 2000s. I regularly fell victim to people claiming their parent worked for Neopets and saying they could get me all kinds of money and items if I just gave them my Neopets password. Boy. Somehow, my eight-year-old brain did not compute after the first time it happened that giving your password out was a bad idea. I gave out my password so many times, had a total meltdown every time, then started the cycle over again. I don't know when I finally figured out I had the power to stop getting swindled, but it's like every time I was just hopeful that maybe this time they were being honest. I'm surprised my parents didn't just kick me off the computer forever, considering the number of nights I spent wailing about my stolen Neopets. (laughs) Did you ever do any of these kind of online games when you were internet at 1.0ing, Jesse? We had a game called Bolo that you could play in the computer lab where you were a little tank and you drove around and you could play against the other kids in the computer lab. But the only thing I ever did that was like, I didn't do anything Neopets style. We were a little too old for Neopets. I did play some some R-rated dial-up text-based games on BBS systems, bulletin board systems, where you would get, there was like a free computer magazine. There were two competing, Microtimes and Computer Currents. (laughs) You would get one of them, you'd pick it up at the, you know, at the corner store or whatever, 
you would flip through all the listings for used computer parts, and then you would find the phone numbers of BBSs in your area. You would dial in and you would hope that one of them had an adult themed text right. video game. I have a different website I go to for BBSs in my area. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve, yeah. I know I'm doubling back. Sorry. Yeah. I'm doubling back. I know you said that you're probably not that hungry when you're on ecstasy, but from a server, from somebody who's been in the trenches, top three TGI Fridays menu items. From someone who's been there with those guys you mentioned. I thought you were going to say top three hungriest drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you you guys had the Jack Danny, the Jack Danny? Have you you guys had this Jack Benny? Penny sandwich, right? The, the, you know, TGI Fridays is known for their Jack Daniel's sauce. Have you had the Jack Daniel's glaze? I have not. I have not been to a ton of TGI Fridays. The times I've been have been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed the handful of trips to TGI Fridays I've made. There was a. I don't think it is Magic Johnson's TGI Fridays anymore, but for a while there was Magic Johnson's TGI Fridays by LAX. That place is always fucking going off. I'm more of an E-40s wing stop guy, but <laughs> come on, you do your come thing. On. I'll do mine. You know, there wasn't that that many TGI Fridays, and so we would get a lot of people. This is a real story. There's a big table that would have in the back, and uh, the Black Eyed Peas would come in to the West Covina TGI Fridays. Wow. Before, for, before Fergie. Yeah, I was going to say, are we talking about peas be falling up, never falling <laughs> down, or are we talking about London Bridges here? Pre-Fergie, and it was always kind of sad when they would come in, too. What other? What other? Mario Van Peoples? Wow. Mid-90s. No, no, I'm only accepting <laughs> mid-90s underground hip-hop groups. Yeah. I'm going to take, I'll take the alcoholics. I'll take <laughs> the loot pack. The bus driver would come in on Thursdays. <laughs> Bus driver would come in with my open mic eagle and bus driver would come in together, hanging out, talking about abstract raps. Hmm. Yeah, the Jack. Okay, the Jack Daniels. I know that's a signature thing. It's still going, still going strong. I have not had it. Yeah, the Jack Daniels chicken strips, excellent, excellent. The uh, blackened chicken fettuccine. Some oh. of the best fettuccine you'll ever have. Really? Great, pasta, great pasta dish. I maybe wouldn't think to go pasta at TGI. It's very good. Very good. And then um, they make a hell of a wing. I'm not. Yeah. They make a hell of a wing. Yeah. I've That's been my experience. It's a straightforward classic. Steve, when you work at TGI Fridays, do they teach you about the extraordinary history of TGI Fridays? How it was the first singles bar in America? Thank you, Steve. This is yeah. what's important. If you're listening to this program, if you're anywhere within the sound of my voice and you need to learn about literally anything, (laughs) just a thing, if there's, you have to choose a thing to learn about in the next, further in the balance of your life, don't sign up for some fucking weak ass prose class, city college (laughs) prose writing class. All right, all right. Lay off, lay off. Some kind of- Lay off English 006, okay? Fourth tier fucking- Wow. Wow. Go Lancers. That's what I have to say to you. Go Lancers. You and I both know that I took basketball class at LA City College and disappointed 700 19-year-olds who just looked at me and said, oh, when I was on their team, they passed to me. Oh, big man, big man, they'd say. 
Just Jordan, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you for taking that class. Is Thank it- you, Steve. <laughs> Are you gonna go? Do you do you go, or is it on the computer? He was number one. He was talking to me. <laughs> number two. <laughs> number two. I need everyone to read about the history of TGI Fridays, which invented singles bars and was the hippest bar in New York City. New York. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I had never seen Cocktail. I saw Cocktail for the first time uh, not that long ago, and I'm like, and it's supposed to be like a cutting edge kind of like, um, you know, subculture movie. It's like, ah, oh, we're taking the, you know, we're we're showing Middle America, the cool, you know, urban flair bartending places, and I'm like, I think this is taking place in a TGI Fridays. Yeah, it was based on a TGI Fridays. That's for real. Yes, Steve. To answer your question, I do. I ha- I do go. To, I've been to every class so far. I've done all my homework. I've even been journaling, which I hate. Congratulations, Jordan. Thank you. The fact that you are able to journal for this course, right, absolutely <laughs> blows me away. Because you could literally. I have three beautiful children, Steve, and a wife I love to the end of the earth. You could tell me that they were going to be knocked unconscious with a sap to the back of the head, then dumped into a vat, and that vat would be filled with concrete, which would then be allowed to harden around their unconscious bodies. And the only way that it could be stopped would be if I did some journaling. And I would, I would real, I would think, man, it's going to be really hard to find another wife. I'm a professional podcaster. That's what I would think. Jess, are you afraid of what's going to be on that page? What's going to end up on that page? Yes, oh, Steve. Yes, of course I am. Oh, shit. Of course I'm afraid. Write what you know. I don't want to know what I know. You got the this beautiful family now. You know, you're doing all right. You started these podcasts, you know, decades ago. You never thought you'd end up here. What's going to be on the page? Shout out to America's community colleges. My own mother was a junior college professor, got that job when I was a teen. That's how I got Kaiser. Not to brag, got off those government healthcare stamps and got onto real full-time worker healthcare, thanks to community colleges. I also had a great time in my community college Spanish class with our friend Adam Lissagor from You Look Nice Today. He and I were both Really impressed. We were among the, I would say, six to eight non-native Spanish speakers in that community college Spanish (laughs) class. I would estimate it at 25 native Spanish speakers in the introduction to Spanish class there at LA City College. Community college, you get a variety of students. That's how I would characterize it. I think my class so far is just me and a bunch of 19-year-olds who hate being there. (laughs) I remember the old person in class would always answer all the questions. Do you have to fight answering the questions? Yeah, no. I mean, I want, I'm doing it for, for like fun. You know? I know, that's the weird thing. I'm like, hey, I'm back in school. Look at me. You know? Yeah. So I, I definitely want to like chime in, you know, all the time. I want to like get into it about the short stories of, you know, Shirley Jackson. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the back of my mom's junior college classes at Santa Rosa Junior College. And my mom's class, I mean, as you know, Jordan, my mom is a brilliant genius and very eccentric, very difficult to understand what she's saying at any given time, makes up a lot of words, has a nickname for everyone that she doesn't explain to anyone, talks about people she knows as though you know them. 
and really has no screen. Like this is a full time. Like she would do this in the, if she was Catholic, she'd do it in the confessional. Right. And most of her students were like fire science students who were going to become firefighters, like that kind of thing. These people were just sitting there with a combination of boredom, anger, and hatred towards my mom <laughs> that was just pouring out of every pore of their body. What is this strange woman and why is she talking about parliament? Funkadelic, <laughs> P-Funk. <laughs> like, what does this have to do with school? But the the groups of students that she connected with very deeply were super smart former gang members, fair number of super smart former gang members, a lot more gangs in Santa Rosa, California than you might think. And super smart former gang members really loved my mom, really intense high school fuck ups, like people that were super smart, but really did a shit ton of acid in high school or whatever. Right. People who really got involved in crazy ass drugs and old people. Like old people in the com- are the lifeblood of the community college because they are there, as you said, Steve, raising their hands, reading the books, journaling like a fucking maniac. Yes, doing the journaling. I had to explain to my mother one time that if she didn't test people on the material, they wouldn't read the books. My mom truly didn't understand that. She wouldn't believe me when I told her that. <laughs> You know, I I know I've been uh, shouting out the mascot, Go Lancers. You know what a Lancer is? Yeah, it's when you have a boil and you go to the doctor, like a <laughs> no. pus-filled. It's like a no? it's a knight with a lance. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Jesse. <laughs> it's a <laughs> knight with a lance. That's not what the mascot of Pasadena City <laughs> College is when you have a boil and you go to the doctor. No, sorry. It's a guy with a lance. Now, what about the... Long Beach City College podiatrists. What's that about? <laughs> it's an extinct Ice Age bear. <laughs> Got it. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey, let us guess. You love books, but wish you had more time to read. Or maybe you used to read a lot, but life has gotten in the way, kids, grad school, you name it. Maybe you don't know where to start and bookish social media is overwhelming. How do people on TikTok read so many books? Oh my God, I don't know. And maybe you've been reading the same book for six months and now it's permanently attached to your bedside table. Maybe you don't even know what you like to read anymore. We're reading glasses and don't worry, we got you. We'll get you back into reading and help you enjoy books again. Reading glasses every week on Maximum Fun. What happens when you give a bug recreational drugs? What was the first recorded sound? How do we figure out how old the earth is? Let's find out together on our show, Let's Learn Everything, where we learn anything and everything interesting. My name's Caroline, and I studied biodiversity and conservation. My name's Tom, and I studied computer science and cognitive blah, 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 blah. Mm, Did you? (laughs) (laughs) And my name's Ella, and I studied stem cells and regenerative medicine. On our show, we do as much research as you would for a class, but we don't get in trouble for making each other laugh. And we get to say fuck. <laughs> Maybe not in the trailer. Subscribe to Let's Learn Everything every other Thursday on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse Boy Detective. Steve Lamasa Hernandez. We didn't get into why Lamasa. Well, Get Down Voltron was a pretty big Christian hip hop group, but we started off as a punk band and uh <laughs> hard pivot. <laughs> sure, you're the known as the Beastie Boys of Christian. You're the Christian Beastie Boys. You guys, I'm not kidding when I'm gonna tell you this. You know, this is a mega church. There was like a foundation of mega churches across the country, and the all the senior pastors would get around for like a retreat in the summer. And they would take turns and bring one of their youth pastors to take care of all their kids. And so I was staying at a very fancy hotel in Arizona the first time the Limp Biscuit Noki video came out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I remember, I'm not, I, I swear to God, I like I was at the, uh, the princess. That was the name of the, it's, it's some fancy hotel in Arizona. And I was on the edge of my bed and that Limp Biscuit video came out and I like sat up. And that changed the the direction of Get Down Voltron forever. Wow. Did you already have a DJ in your punk rock band? There was a time where, where I was, I'm not kidding, but I was very aggressively pushing to get a DJ in the worship band. But we just didn't have anybody that was doing that. So we would have had to pay an outside DJ. Rick of Christ. <laughs> are you still a are you still a limp biscuit fan? Do you are you following them on their comeback that I think they're kind of having? I looked at my wife the last time they played the Palladium, sold out, and I said, I will pay up to $150 a ticket to go see Limp Bizkit. Wow. And she said, absolutely. Tickets are 200 each. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Wow. You stick to your guns. I appreciate that, Steve. Wow. 200 bucks. Also, Jesus Christ. Sold out. Did you, in the Christian hip hop group, were you a rapper? Lead rapper, Pump Choclo. Uh, that was my my rap name, P U M P C H O C. I got that because I used to work at In and Out too, and that was the name of the chocolate syrup we would use to make <laughs> the the shakes. Pump Chocolo was the name of the chocolate syrup. It's fucking raw as fuck. Yeah, yeah. My brother, who is uh, now he's a famous, he's one of, he's a famous hair colorist, but he rapped alongside of us. Lieutenant is this Dan West Covina a, famous or internationally? famous? My brother's world famous for a hair color. Love it. Yeah, yeah. His name's Danny Moon. He's in Vogue all the time. Yeah, he's very, very successful. He rapped with us, and then my sister rapped, Mean Face Trey. So, so was, this was a sibling act, like the Von Trapp family singers. <laughs> yes. My sister was going to take us to the top, man. She was very cute, and she's a very, very good rapper, like a very, very good rapper. So she was like our secret weapon. But all that to say, Lamasa is... Um, I wanted to write a song about the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> and that's that's how it translates. La Masa. Yeah. I like mm -hmm. it. I support yeah. it. Did you get to meet any of the big celebrities of the Christian rap community, like Mace or Lil Mike and Funny Bone from Reservation Dogs? <laughs> Jars of Clay. <laughs> this, this is pre-Mace. This is pre... I'm not kidding when I tell you that we met with P.O.D.'s the people, P.O.D.'s original thing. Wow. They brought us down to San Diego. They wanted to sign us, but they insisted that we start wearing dickies. And I said, no. What? <laughs> You're like, no, nope, it's Ben Davis or nothing. <laughs> no, they wanted us to start dressing like that. Carhartt only. Yeah, they started wanted us to start dressing like that, and I, I just couldn't. What, what did you dress like? What were the things you refused to give up? Uh, it's just ter a terrible dresser, but to me, I you know. Jamiroquai kind of thing. 
jester hat. Yeah. <laughs> Do you miss it? Do you have old albums that you break out when you're feeling wistful? Do you do you miss it? Are you ever driving around in your car, single tear rolling down your face as you fucking rip bars? I'm going to find some way for you guys to hear this album. And it's actually pretty good. Okay. Let me just state <laughs> yeah. that right now. I'm, I'm, yeah. I would love to hear it. Yeah. We opened up for Deezer D a lot. He was a, one of the black nurses that on ER. So, you know, go, go to Indiana, open up for him. Now we're talking in Indy? Yeah. Wow. I was at an estate sale earlier today, yeah. and there was a CDR there, but the printed kind, the kind with a <laughs> little cover that's printed out and then like a little thing that's on top of the CD. Yeah. For a man named Dr. Rap. It was a rapping doctor. And I thought about buying it to make fun of him, but then I felt bad because he's, you know, He's yeah. healing people <laughs> oh, <what>? through rap. <laughs> well, no, I mean, he's healing people through medicine. One presumes been rapping on the side. I love to hear about that kind of stuff. At some point he was like, I got to reach the kids. Yep. <laughs> They'll never learn about endocrinology. <laughs> I have to speak their language. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I already endowed the Long Beach City College podiatrists. <laughs> I mean, he, like, he he was hitting the desk and he's like, I'm not getting through to him anymore. What do I have to do? Steve, it has been an absolute joy to have you on the program. What a delight. Speaking of the Chatterbox in Kavina, you've got a regular comedy night there on Sunday nights. I think we probably got a few Kavina. West Covinians? Kaviziels. Two separate. Do you, don't make that mistake, Jordan. A lot of comics come out there and they say, hey, what's up, West Covina? The Chatterbox is firmly in Covina. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Two separate places. Uh, Thank you for correcting Chatterbox me. Comedy Night. We've been doing it since 2010. It sells out all the time. We have no business. It's a nationally known show. We have, it has no business being in Covina, but it just is there every Sunday night, 8 o'clock at the Chatterbox. And I bartend on Thursdays, Fridays, and Sundays as well. So you stop in. The kids don't get there till 9 o'clock. I'm open at six watching Shark Tank a lot by myself. So if you want to come rap, if you want to rap, if you want to, you know, spit some Bible theory, I love talking Bible theory. Right. We can get into it. But you want some polyamory talk. I have this joke thing that I do. I go up to tables that people that know me and I go, hey, have you guys read The Ethical Slut? And it's just like a joke. But the other mm -hmm. day I, I did that to two girls that are my friends and they hadn't read it. And then I just ended up explaining polyamory to them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did not like. I did not like doing that, guys. Have you thought about putting together a, a polyamory hip hop group? Oh, shit. Because I could see you getting some bookings at like Anthrocon or whatever. <laughs> but how would we how would we stop? Like, when do we stop letting in new members? That would be the question. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, as long as it's consent, as long as it's explicit what the rules are. Yeah. As long as there's a clear understanding, yeah. I don't see what's wrong with yeah. it. If yeah. Hey, fuck it. Get as big as Arcade Fire. <laughs> yeah. Just get huge. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's a great idea. Numbers wise. Covina, y'all gotta come visit me. I make a mean, a mean sweet tart. What's in a sweet tart? It's uh I can't tell you over the air. Wow. <laughs> now I yeah. want one. <laughs> yeah. Ecstasy. It's mostly <laughs> ecstasy. Shit. And JD Glaze. <laughs> 
I'm making the drive. I'm coming to West Covina. By the way, it's, it's Covina. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to, but I'm going to West Covina. <laughs> Friday night, Steve Hernandez can be found cutting it up on the dance floor over there at JC Glaze. <laughs> the just Christian club. JC Power and Glaze. <laughs> He has glazed us all. <laughs> so go check out Hallelujah. Steve at the Chatterbox. That's in East Covina, California. Uh, uh, oh, God. Sunday nights at 8. Look for Steve on your YouTubes, on your Twitters, and so forth. Uh, very funny man. What a joy it's been to have you on the program. Thank you very much, Steve. Thanks for having me, guys. Our producer is Daniel Zafrin, producer emeritus, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on social media. We are at facebook.com slash Jordan Jesse Go at Jordan Jesse Go on Twitter. We are on Instagram at Jordan David Morris and at put.this.on. We are on Reddit at maximumfun.reddit. Dot com. Always a nice time there on the Max Fun Reddit. Can I add, Jesse? Yeah, sure. Check me out on Goodreads. You know what? Check out Jordan Morris Check on me Goodreads. Out on Goodreads. Hmm. This guy's sharing his short fiction on Goodreads. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's for my journal only. <laughs> that's for my journal in the eyes of my professor. Jordan just comes to class every week with a fucking new adventure of the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> So my slash fic, they meet Digimon. <laughs> fuck the hell out of those Digimon. Yeah, talk about queer polyamory. Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking Digimons, huh? <laughs> <laughs> fucking same-sex di- mother-daughter team-ups. <laughs> Digimons. <laughs> and you read this, the 19-year-olds there in Pasadena City College, Jordan? I'll let me put it this way. You don't need any fucking 900 numbers. You must be swimming in it. Okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.